Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Garrett Jacobs Meyer, Joey Nagel, and Alex Jefferson. Hello. We back. We're back. It's been a long, long time. There is yeah, absolutely you can tell nothing us a long time because Alex messed up the order of the intro. Alex messed up the order of the intro. You can tell us better. What really do you mean? Time. <laughs> You're supposed to do in the order of what you say. Joey didn't even get to say his name. This is horrible. Joey, I, I, I forgot how to do this stuff. Um, we recorded all these episodes or we, we made all these episodes, but we just forgot to record them. Yeah. They all got, they actually all got corrupted. Yeah. Yeah, We actually just started like talking and having conversations and just, I was like, Oh, I forgot to hit the record button again. Sorry guys. Like we're just that good pals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's not like we missed much because there is literally nothing happening. Um, because we're in a lockout. Oh, oh, Erod's gone. That happened. Whatever. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that Enjoy Detroit. Real. None of these yeah, players are real. Baseball doesn't exist right now. Um, Sometimes that, I think everything Garrett, is just a simulation. Garrett, you must like that Erod news since you hate him for some reason. I don't hate him. Did I ever say I hate him? This would be well, really Garrett just doesn't like him because like he's then it like plays the audio anyway. Um, in, in Garrett's eyes, Erod was never consistent enough or healthy enough to be like that number one guy. Yeah, right? Well, Am I wrong, Garrett? Everyone knows my argument, right? Everyone knows my argument. I don't. I know, know it. I don't agree with it. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I get where he's coming from. Like, there, the consistency definitely was a problem with Erod and um, throwing. Strike. I still think with the amount of money that he got from Detroit, which wasn't that much, you know, you, you'd still like to have him as a depth guy he's got great stuff he he's just once he puts it together he can win 20 games which he basically did hey we got big maple though oh my god yeah we don't have him until like september but he's, yes yeah. we'll have him at Who's some big point maple? <laughs> james, james paxton. paxton himself oh yeah no. we got, we Not got again. Uh, another project piece <clears throat> michael walker um, oh, I actually. Like oh Michael my God, Waka. we haven't recorded since we got Waka Waka. Jeez, six year old. That guy, that guy stinks. I love <laughs> Dick Mountain. Dick Mountain is yeah, great. that's right. Rich but Waka Hill. sucks. Um, <laughs> the, we also missed them trading Hunter Renfro for Jack Bradley Jr. Oh, oh, yeah, that yeah. was a, a strange <laughs> moment for me as uh, I became a Hunter Renfro fan last year, even though I doubted him a little bit before. I, I am in love with Hunter Renfro, and that was. That 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 hurt the most since the Andrew Benatendi deal. The Andrew Benatendi deal, I cried and laid on the floor watching his highlights. Um, Hunter <laughs> Renfro, though. I just it hurt. Real <laughs> prediction though, Renfro goes doesn't actually on to win the MVP. Well, doesn't actually no. turn out that well. I feel like this happens. I, I time. think without Hive's magic, Renfro won't do. Sh- can't say that. <laughs> he he won't loud? do squat, man. Way to go, <laughs> Alex. My, Way to go, Alex. My bad. My bad. My bad. Without without Himes magic, Renfro won't do squat in yeah. Milwaukee. <laughs> that's my that's my take for the day. Okay, but like Jackie Bradley Jr.'s back. Let's not glaze over that. That's yeah. Well, he's not the main piece in the deal. We're also forgetting that. Yeah, we got prospects. Alex um, Benellis. Yeah, could be Plus. good. Like I I was kind of like when we got rid when, when JBJ left, I was like okay. That's over. He wanted to leave because the Red Sox ownership treated him pretty poorly. It was weird in the end, and he was kind of happy to move on. So it's weird that he's it, just kind of forced back to Boston now. It was kind of mutual yeah. feelings. Like, Hear me out, right? 
what if what if us getting back Jackie Bradley Jr. means that we're also going to get back Ben Intendi and Mookie? What if we're just rebuilding that outfield? How again? are we going to get? How are we going to do that, Alex? <laughs> Mookie's dedicated it- to bowling now. We don't need him. <laughs> That's true. That's on the official topic list. We should talk about that. Yeah. We'll get to Mookie's bowling um, <laughs> highlights in a little bit. But um, so here's what I, I – I talked on a different podcast about this. Um, I'm okay with the Hunter Renfro deal if it means we get Kyle Schwarber back. If this is what it takes to free up the spot for him, okay, fine. Trade one of the best players in Red Sox history, whatever. Um, <laughs> Play and, one season, Jason. Calm down. I think Jason's right. I think Jason's right. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, if it means we get Schwarber back, then fine. Um, maybe I, I don't know. Well, I, I've kind of come I to terms really, with it since it's been so long at this point. It still hurts. But I don't. Whatever. I don't really understand it with the idea like that we're trying to move on from JD because like that's still like he he needs to go. Like he's like where where is like. I, like, are they freeing it up for him too? Like, for him to stay on the team? Well, he he opted in. I know, Already. but like, how long will he be here? Like, realistically, that's true. Hon- honestly, I think they might have been a little surprised by JD opting in. I think they might have expected him to opt out, and then when he was like, "I'm staying, guys," they're like, "Um, well, okay." <laughs> I just I think if he did, if he had opted out, he wouldn't have gotten paid how much he's getting paid anywhere right. else because like he didn't have a great season last year. And he's got the back problems and the injury history, so you don't really know. And he's getting older, so yeah, I yeah. agree. I will say the Hunter Renfro deal, like, it sucks to see someone who was so fun to watch go, but I think in the grand scheme of things, from winning baseball games, I don't think it's going to make a big difference, and it might actually help you in the long run. Because we saw it in the playoffs. Renfro was a complete liability, and he was essentially benched. The defense, you know, I, 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 I think people fell victim to the Hunter Renfro as a good defender. Well, I think I think he has a, I think he has a lot of arm talent. I just don't think that like he has a crazy love. Fantastic ah. arm, but he just doesn't he doesn't get great he doesn't get a great jump on the ball, and he doesn't cover um, a ton of, a ton of ground either. Yeah, and the thing with the arm, this is this is a problem with most players with really good arms. They just, they get a little trigger happy and they, they tend to never hit the cutoff man, which really is a problem. He did do that. That was an issue where he would just kind of air it out. Yeah. I was at one of the Sox Astros games where um, Correa hit that big double and Renfro just had a terrible, terrible jump on the ball. He, he was lost out there and that's not the first time it's happened. So if you're looking to improve defense, I understand the trade, but also you'd be replacing him with Kyle Schwarber. So how much defense are you actually getting? Well, he's also he was also very very hot and cold all season. Like I think I think we focus on a lot of the good, but we don't necessarily remember the fact that like there were times when he was just like ice cold and he just wouldn't do anything and he'd sit at the bottom of the lineup and be one of those th- three guys at the bottom that didn't really produce. Absolutely. He started the season like that and he ended the season like that too. I think that's why this deal kind of comes down to if it's Jackie Bradley Jr. taking over for Hunter Renfro, I don't think it's good. If it's Kyle Schwarber taking over for Renfro, then it's good because, I mean, 
<clears throat> unless something crazy happens, we pretty much know what we're going to get from Jackie Bradley Jr. at this point. He'll be one of the worst hitters in baseball, and then one month he'll be one of the hottest hitters in baseball. And you never know when that month is going to happen. Sometimes he'll have a good week in there too, and he's going to make great plays in the field, obviously. But he's... I don't know. They're both kind of unpredictable players because Hunter Renfro really only did have that one good year um, yeah. while he was here. So honestly, if we're thinking realistically, if I put aside my my love for Hunter Renfro, there's no guarantee he even plays anywhere close to that level again. Like that could have been a so, flash in the pan, one year wonder type thing, and he could it, it hit all, 190 for the Brewers this year. It also could be, you know, he's playing in Fenway. Like let's be real, Fenway is a pretty hitter friendly park. Like he's, you know, he gets to play the Orioles a lot, <laughs> gets to play like, you know, American league pitching, which isn't as good as national league pitching. Like there's definitely some elements that like you have to think about with like the change in like, you know, not just like team, but in conference. And I don't know. I just don't think that like, also like what player on the Brewers like has really like gone there and just like become really good besides Christian Yelich. Not Travis like, Shaw. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like the last Red Sox player that went to the the Brewers, he got stinky real fast. <laughs> um, one thing with Renfro too is Mike Trout's going to be healthy again. Oh, which means oh yeah. true. Oh, his yes. power is sucked away. Oh, hi, chess. <laughs> that's that's the key piece here. <laughs> 4D chess is being played. Why does? I keep activating Siri when I say things. No, not it's listening to you, bro. It's listening to you. Run away from it. Disassociate. Resist. <sighs> yeah, the, the um, robots, they're listening. Um, anyways. <laughs> well, also, uh, like, we got we got a bunch of prospects, too. Like, it's not like we just, like, did a straight-up switch. Like, we got good prospects. And, like, that's part of, I think, Heim's plan is, like, build the farm system and then be able to sign big talent when we need to. It's That's an indirect trade. That's the point. Absolutely, man. You're opening up the spot for Schwarber. So would you rather have Hunter Renfro, who had a, had an amazing year, but you know, Dino, so high. he's a yeah, he's a question mark going forward, as opposed to Kyle Schwarber, who's proven that he's a very good hitter at the major league level. And he had a, a pretty similar year to Renfro. If mm-hmm. and he would have had a better year if he wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. Well, also like Schwarber adds so much depth to this lineup because he adds someone who's going to take pitches and like get high counts and draw walks, which is something the Red Sox were sorely lacking last year. That's right. So, and Renfro was one of the guys who would chase pitches and strike out a lot. So the prospects is definitely a key point. Um, It reminds me a lot of the Andrew Benatendi deal um, because like we trade Benatendi and everyone's like, what is Heim doing? He's an idiot. And then we have to remember that there are five players in that deal. Like, yeah, Franchi Cordero came here and he sucked, but <laughs> you still have Josh Winkowski and all the other prospects in that deal. And that's why Heim did that deal. And I think that's the same with this deal. He didn't do this deal just to get Jackie Bradley Jr. back. He did this deal to get those prospects. Um, no, I, and- I bet Jackie Bradley was like, a, you need to take him if we're going to give you these prospects. <laughs> Are you guys Jackie Bradley Jr. or Franchi Cordero? Who would you rather have there? <laughs> Jackie, 100%, because at least J- at least Jackie can play defense. Yeah. Well, he doesn't help the Woo Sox out as much, nearly as much. I'm going to be wrong. Oh, true, true. He's not the Woo so- the MVP of the Woo Sox. 
But that is interesting to compare those two guys. It's pretty much the exact same. Wait, wait, wait. Trouble next year. Is Franchi still with the team? Well, you can't check now. Actually, wait, you could. Because he's not in the majors, so he wouldn't be locked out. My MLB app's not even working. I think the league just doesn't exist now. No, it does not. <laughs> Let's talk I'm about. I'm telling that. you, I think bro, it's time. we're in a simulation. Oh, we so. are in a simulation for sure. Um, but yeah, let's, let's. Yo, say, Rob Manfred. Know. Rob Manfred is is. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? You say one thing about Rob Manfred, and there he sends his sends his guys on you. <laughs> yeah, he, he. You're getting the Rosenthal treatment. Yeah. Yeah, they took him and took him out back, and. All right. Yeah, Rob Lock Manfred. Out. What the. Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm, I'm gonna keep quiet. I need to keep quiet. I need to keep quiet. What's no, you're good, Alex. You're good, Alex. Keep talking. Lord Alex. has changed. All right, the lockout. Down, we are maybe be more Christ-like next time, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about the lockout. There is nothing happening in baseball right now. We've been in the lockout since when? December, oh, November. Oh, it sucks. December like, second. It's horrible. Like. There's nothing worse for the game than a lockout. Like, you talk about wanting to grow the game, get the kids more interested in the game. You don't do that by shutting down the league because you, you can't make conversations happen with the other half of the league. Like, there's the ownership and the players. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to work things out or you're not going to be able to play baseball games. If you're not playing baseball games, you're not going to attract fans. Like, People nobody wants to... About it. Nobody wants to care about the MLB when the MLB, like, isn't actually doing anything. Like That's the MLB right. hasn't been in the news at all recently because there's nothing to be in the news for. Yeah, man. Let me just be excited for something. I can't even guarantee it's going to happen. This is so wonderful. Yeah, we well, don't even know if like, the games are going to happen on time. And it's all because like the owners are just like so – they just want – like they don't want to pay players. They just want to profit as much as possible. And like the players want to be paid more money because, you know, it's such a taxing game. Like – you don't know when you're going to be secure financially when you're playing a sport like this. Like, man, they just and, need. Uh, never mind. They they you know, need a you know, minimum, like a minimum, a league minimum that's higher. Yeah, one of the things that is in the CBA that the the owners don't want to like pass is better pay for minor leaguers. That is such a important thing to fight for, and it's ridiculous that that's a that's a stopping thing for them, like. Minor league well, players get yeah. paid so little. They get, like, I remember writing a paper on this, how th- some of them, the majority of them, get paid less than living wage. And this is something that they dedicate their careers to, their bodies to, and they should be getting enough money to be able to have food on the table, to be able to have a place to sleep and that kind of stuff. Like, minor leaguers, they it's very classic, the, the stories that you hear about minor leaguers just doing these crazy things just to get by because they're not getting paid enough to do their job. Well, and it's like, you know, they're risking so much to either not go to college or leave college early or, you know, just to try and get a shot at the major leagues. And like you put, that's so much financial strain that you put on like your family or yourself. Like they need to be able to support themselves outside of just like, you know, food and water. Like they need to be able to have a roof over their head consistently. Sounds I think like what people point. don't realize is all these minor leaguers, they have another job in the off season. Like if, if people saw the actual 
dollar amount that they'd make after a full season, they'd be shocked because it's a couple thousand bucks. Absolutely. You can't, you can't live off that, especially when um, you also have to pay for your own equipment a lot of the time and, um, and housing as well. Like only recently minor leaguers just got provided housing for the full season, which is a huge thing for them step in the right direction, but it's not enough. It's not enough. And like these guys are taking eight hour bus rides in the middle of the night in the summer with no AC just to go stay at some best Western with rats running all along the floor to play, to play, um, you know, a hundred plus games a year. And they have to do this for like three, four years before they they're even before making the big leads is even in question. That's not even a guarantee for like, Exactly. Yeah, like, when you think about, like, how many players, like, what percentage of baseball players even make it to the minor leagues? So, it's... That percent is even smaller in terms of making it to the majors. Like It's, like, 1% um, of minor league players play in the major leagues for multiple seasons. Well, if you think, yeah, if, and if you think about it, like, just money-wise, the money they pull in through the minor league games is one thing, um, which it's there, and I don't think it's comparable, or I don't think it's fair on the players who provide any of that value. They're getting paid enough, even with the, just the revenue from the minor league teams. But then you factor in the whole point that the MLB would not exist without their farm systems, and how all the money there in the MLB is still reliant on these minor league teams. It's crazy the amount of money. In the comparison, when you put it on the ratios, you know what I mean? It's absurd. That's my point. Yeah, and another thing too, like it's not just the minor leaguers too. It's the low level major leaguers, like when you're not Mookie Betts or Mike Trout. Like, when you first come into the league, you're not even eligible for free agency until you play six years in the majors. Six years. Most major league players don't even make it a full year. Like, so many major league players, like, don't... Like, it's so hard to have a six-year major league career alone. To make it six years before you can even be a free agent and start making the most money you can, that's insane. And that's one of the things that's in the new CBA, too, that they're trying to work out, is... Like, I remember hearing former players talk about that, like Pat Light and people like that, talking about how you can't even, like, you can only talk to one team for six years. And when you're only talking to one team, you don't have much leverage. Once you get out there in the free market, like you see all the time, is you have other teams in the mix and they can bid against each other. And then you actually get something close to your real worth. It's just, it's it's so unfair. It's hard. It's tough to say unfair when they make millions of dollars, but like, it's unfair when players aren't able to make as much money as they like are capable of making because of the way that the rules are set up and the and the league works. It it's, well, it's, it's so annoying. The people on the top are are making out like crazy. That's true. It's not an I, accurate depiction of the average major league baseball player. <laughs> like of course there's going to be guys making 40 million a year, but that's that's one guy on that's like one guy per team and not every team in the league has one. There are about, you know, like 10, 15 guys in the league that make that ridiculous amount of money. And then the rest of them, there's another level of guys who make in the twenties and the tens, but you know, half of your starting lineup is going to be making uh, like minuscule amounts of money. The median income for a major league baseball player is 1.1 million. And about ha- about forty percent of that goes to your agent. So yeah, and plus that's well, skewed by like the the guys at the top and and like well, and you you also like 
uh, like service time thing, Jason, that six years is assuming you play every single game. Like if you miss a game, it takes another game longer because MLB service time is stupid and confusing. That's another thing that they want to change that, that loophole between calling up like top prospects. If you wait, if you wait the month, you save a year. Um, that's definitely a loophole that should go because it's, you're screwing. It, it normally happens to top prospects in a system. So guys who are, who are likely going to make a lot of money if they ever hit free agency and you're just taking a full year away from them, you're essentially taking, you know, like $20 million from some of these guys by ma- making them stay in the minor leagues for an extra month when they don't belong there. There are and just so many problems. Yeah, and I think the players are fighting for a good cause. And, um, you know, they're not going to get everything approved because that's not how negotiations work. But um, Well, you know how negotiations also don't work? By saying nothing to each other for months. Like, yeah, you so have what's, to, that? what's yeah. going on with that? Who's not budging and why? And what's going on with that? Let's well, the thing with this whole lockout is people predicted this five years ago. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, I, I believe they pushed back these CBA talks for five years because they couldn't get it done. So Rob Manfred had five years to just, you know, help both sides come to an agreement. So this wouldn't have to happen. And he sat on, he sat on his ass and didn't do anything. And then when it happens, he releases this letter that just fully blames the players when this is completely his fault. What a dummy. He isn't like he has done more harm to major league baseball than any commissioner has ever done. He has the list goes on of all the things that Rob Manfred does that he tries so hard to be like, I want to grow the game. I want to, I want to make the game better, but he keeps putting in all these stupid things that just oh, make the game worse. He's a he calls, he calls the world series trophy, a piece of metal. He, when the whole COVID thing happened, we barely even got a season. They had a lockout they, then too. Yeah. Like they literally oh. just kept they couldn't reach a conclusion. They could have had half a season. They could have more than the, what they had, but they just kept like pushing it back and being like, "Oh." And then he was like, "I'm 100% confident that we're going to have a season." A season. The next day, he's like, "I can't make any guarantees. I don't know what's going to happen." The next day, well, like and and let's not forget the multiple scandals, including a new one that we haven't gotten to talk about yet. Um Oh, the baseball. They were Yes, I was they were using say, two, that is two really, different really kinds bad. of baseballs. Like yeah. for the Field of Dreams games, they used like juiced balls, but then for other games that like don't matter as much, like a Rangers like Orioles game or something, they just gave them like regular baseballs. But the why is like why is this like that's I understand absurd. like trying to make your game more marketable, You're... but that's the second scandal you've had within a year. And not like, to mention, he can't take an ounce of criticism. He fired Ken he Rosenthal. Yeah, yeah. Ken Rosenthal, one of the best reporters in the sport of baseball, one of the most respected journalists in the game. More than that. In, Way in, more than that. He's like the guy. Yeah. And he's, he criticizes Rob Manfred, which is his literal job. His job is to be honest about the league and to report news. And Rob Manfred kicks him off MLB Network because he didn't like what he was saying about him. Like, what kind of commissioner who, who, is that? that plug? Who makes that call? Like, how did he get kicked I, off of MLB Network? Like, who who makes that call? Well, why? ultimately, it does come down to Rob Manfred because no, it, I I believe you, I, but it's we got to think it's probably more than that. Like, what is up with that? Yeah, well, you can't be. You're essentially censoring your most respected reporter. 
really he's on, doing on everything you're now admitting is not like truth you're like admitting yeah. that it's not it's not real yeah. straight up right because if you can't dissent to something then you're not actually following you're following parameters and that's not what actual honest news is about so it's just mlb network is now we should throw that to the trash also not just manfred <laughs> is my point also, we're talking about Ken Rosenthal here. It's not like he's like some like Mad Dog Russo, Chris Russo, who's out there uh, saying like tr- treating Rob Manfred so like disrespectfully and just saying all this garbage about him. It's Ken Rosenthal. Like he is super respected, he's super respectful, and everything he had to say. I I didn't I don't know exactly what he said, but it's we were talking about Ken Rosenthal here. Like there's no other name that I can say that a baseball fan will be like, Oh yeah. Like that's the guy to the same level he's, as Ken Rosenthal. It's not like we're talking about he, John Heyman. He's the Adam Schefter of baseball. Adam Schefter is the Ken Rosenthal of football. Fair enough. Home sauce. <laughs> Seriously. Like it's, it is a joke. This league is a joke. Rob Manfred is a joke. Even another thing he did too, the whole Astro scandal. How many of those players actually got punished? Like maybe Altuve? Not even. None. He got None. chirped by fans. That's it. It's just like baseball, everyone likes to say baseball is a dying sport, but they've, they just came off a year where they had record ratings. And I think this past season, especially the postseason, was one of the more entertaining postseasons of all time. And what does Rob Manfred do? He lets a lockout happen and blames the players. Exactly. There's literally nothing else you can follow that up with that would be worse. You it's have the best ratings in years. You have an amazing playoff ratings. And, and you come and you back have- with a lockout. No baseball games being played. No baseball news happening. You're not going to have a season starting on time at this point, probably. Like, that is the literal worst-case scenario for baseball. You can't grow the game like that. It's only going to hurt the game. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Not to mention, you have a bunch of young, budding superstars that everybody wants to watch, like Vlad Guerrero, Devers, Tatis, and you're just going to waste their careers and, like, the development of other players and young other future superstars that are going to draw more fans into the game. It's just, yeah. and like, you've got like Shohei, like people just want to watch like Shohei Otani be a, a machine. And Rob Manfred is pre- preventing that. Especially after 2020, where we didn't get a full season last year was our first full season back. And if the players and the fans have to go through another abbreviated season because Rob Manfred couldn't work this out, that's going to be horrible. Like we talked to Austin Bryce in 2020 and he was saying how weird it was like not being down in spring training and how like he's kind of off his routine. Um, Baseball is such a game of routine. These players survive on their routines. And so if they have just another wrench thrown to the mix, another thing to kick them off the routines, you know, that's going to lead to injury, short careers, it's going to have such a ripple effect if they can't figure this out and just let the game happen. And it's it's just horrible what's happening right now. It, I don't think people are talking about it enough. Like they need to work this out. They're supposed to meet Thursday. Yeah, they gotta well, work this out. It's I think I think Thursday's meeting is huge because I think what these guys need to realize is you you really have to get spring tra- you have to get this season started on time. Number one, and number two, you, I I mean my personal belief is you kind of have to start spring training on time too, because spring training is a golden opportunity to grow the game as well. Cause you got, you got Arizona, you got a ridiculous cluster of, of spring training complexes in Arizona. There are 10 within like 15 miles of each other. And then Florida, everyone's down there in the winter. 
you know, you have a chance to see all these major league players and just walk around and watch them practice. It's one of the coolest things ever. Exactly. You know how many kids I saw getting autographs and pictures with players down there in spring training? And how do you grow the not game just, kids? Not just major leaguers, also minor leaguers that are like, you know, top prospects that people want to see. Like the more, you know, like tried and advanced fans like that are like us that are, you know, we want to see like, you know, the Jeter Downs of the world get it back. Tristan and, Casas. Yeah, like that's part of the appeal of spring training too. And, like, it's one thing if the season doesn't start on time because of COVID. Like, that's kind of out of your control. There is literally no reason for this season to not start on time. Literally no reason. It's just because these grown adults couldn't have a conversation and figure out their problems. Like, come on. It's wild to me. Eddie, at least everything that I read, I I don't really know who's telling the truth, I guess. But They didn't even talk. Like, they didn't even have a phone call, a text message, an email for over a month. Like, you can't work anything out if you're just not talking. Like, come on. I mean, it's they painful. haven't had a fully normal season since 2019. I think that's what they have. They have to take a step back and look at the big picture. You haven't had a normal season since 2019. And even that that season ended with the Astro scandal being released. So, yeah. like, you know, I think what you have to realize is you want to have as normal of a year as possible this year in Major League Baseball. And it starts with getting that season started on time. And it, it, it also starts with, you know, stopping all the, the tricks and stuff to change how baseballs fly and how they move and all that. Like, just let the players play. Like, if you're going to juice the balls, just say it. Yeah, that's the other and thing, too. They juice, try to hide it. Like, Rob cool. Manfred came out and said they didn't worse. do anything. They didn't do anything to change the balls. And it comes out that they use two different balls. And it's like, oh, yeah, whoops. Like, yeah, in this day, someone's going to find out. Like, you know, you might as well. How do you expect to get away with that at all? I was thinking. Um, Baseball fans aren't stupid. Like, we we know when something is different. The players know too. That stupid London series where the Red Sox and Yankees hit like 14 runs and 15 runs (laughs) three games in a row. That was the year before, but whatever. I'm a full conspiracy mode now because I was freaking confirmed. Oh, can I say that? My bad. It was confirmed though. Okay. Low-key, high-key, that London series is a perfect example. Yeah. Well, and you know what else is another good example? The Field of Dream games. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It was like, what, 10 to 9 or something? There's no way that happened. There were like seven ball. home runs. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I personally, I don't really care if the balls are juiced because sometimes it makes games more fun. I don't either. I just want them to tell us. I just yeah, want, like, I don't want them to lie to us and be like, yeah, it's the same balls we've been using forever. Like, be like, yeah, we want more homers. We think that's good for the game. So we're changing the baseballs a little bit. Don't doing try to hide it. Half it. and half on the season is amazingly. That too. You can't change it during the season. You can't change it from game to game. That's not fair. No. because yeah. Well, it also leads to uh, the juiced balls affect pitchers too. Like it, um, something about them increases blisters on for pitchers. So, you know, it, oh it's my not God. fair to those guys going back and forth. I forgot about what Manfred did halfway through the season with the whole substance checks. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot. He about implemented that. that halfway through the season, and then you get Tyler Glasnow getting hurt because they're oh, not yes. used to it and had no time to adjust. Well, rosin and, like, and you... sunscreen should be allowed. <clears throat> I forgot about that. That's another thing that he messed up. Uh, it's ridiculous. The list just goes on and on and on. Consistency. From one game to the next is what Major League Baseball needs. That's the whole point of having an 162 game season is that like 
you find out what teams are consistent and those are the best teams. It's hard to be consistent when you're swinging and throwing at different kinds of baseballs with different things on them. Like it's just so, it's so dumb. Like they, they just need to be consistent and be honest about what's going on with what, with the game. One of like the, like the, the unique things about baseball is they play 162 games. So you have games every night back to back to back. And so when you have that many games in that short of a time, and that often you can't just be adjusting on the fly like you can't go out one day and you're throwing one baseball the next day you're throwing a different kind of baseball like your shoulder can't adjust to that your elbow can't adjust to that it leads to injuries it leads to inaccuracy it leads to a whole bunch of problems and it leads to like i threw this pitch and it was a fly out last time and now this time it's a homer it gets in your head it, it just creates so many problems. Like you can't just be changing things on the fly all willy-nilly. That's, and that's what it feels like Rob Manfred does. So he just sits at his desk and he's like, oh, I'm going to change this. Like He's playing like a little video game or something. Like This is a real-life sport with billions of dollars on the line and bi- millions of fans and players' careers are at stake and health and families. Like This is real life, dude. Like, oh, I can't express how much I hate Rob Manfred and how much I think he's so bad for the game of baseball. He's just a little manipulator. He just sits in his little penthouse and he just manipulates what's going on because he thinks it's fun. And like, he has no like second thought about how it affects anyone besides his pockets. Seriously. He, yeah, he's just the owner's puppet at this point. Oh, for sure. I also will never forget how he was uh, in the world series um, the Dodgers when they won and he was talking to Corey Seager and it sounded like he was drunk and he was just so <laughs> overwhelmed by the crowd and the sound and whatever. Like, dude, he's just like a, he's such like a, he lacks confidence. He like, seems like he has no idea what he's doing. He's so nervous and hesitant. He's just a little weasel that has no clue what he's doing. That's the perfect description. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I could go on forever about that dude. Get him. Okay. Okay. I, I think I'll leave it at that. Um, I, another thing that I want to rant about, though. How come A-Rod is getting his own baseball broadcast? Who wants to watch that? Strange, not to mention, it's with the Yankees play-by-play announcer. On yeah, ESPN. like they're not even trying to hide it at this point. <laughs> like, I actually think this is a great thing because A-Rod is going to be off the normal broadcast. So maybe, just maybe, ESPN isn't going to be yespn anymore it's going to be yespn too because that's what that stupid a-rod broadcast will be on but now watch them get like mark Teixeira or like some oh, other old yankee player i think they said it, it was when brett gardner retires i <laughs> yeah. think it's, it's david Cohn, who did play for the yankees but he also played for the red sox hold on no, nah, they should bring in somebody fun. Imagine, imagine Johnny Gomes on Sunday Night Baseball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nationally televised, and you just have this dude talking about a yard sale pitch. And the uh, twitching the, his eye. The telephone swing, or like the phone booth swing. Phone booth swing. Yeah. You got Matt Vaskersian going all crazy, and then Johnny Gomes comes in with something like, you know, Matty, that's what we used to call a phone booth swing back in my playing days. When you get, you just get yourself in that phone booth, and you're trying to swing a bat, and you get jammed. It's, it's like when I was in my minor league days, and like, <laughs> he just goes off on some tangent. It's, oh my god. But yeah, Here seriously, like, 
I have the broadcast crew. It is going to be Carl Ravitch, um, David Cohn, and Eduardo Perez. Oh, so they don't even have Matty V anymore. No, they got rid of Matty V too, which honestly, this is a bold take, but I think Matty V's a little overrated. On no, I think I think I think ESPN ruined him. Fair enough. I I I, I can agree with that. Yeah. They um. Yeah. And Judge! Oh my God, Judge! Judge! <laughs> and Bogarts hits one to left field. That is deep and a home run. <laughs> oh. oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just for fun. I kind of want to watch one of those A Rod broadcasts when the Yankees play the Red Sox, just to like oh. count how many times he says anything positive about the Red Sox. It's gonna be like two. So he'll be, talk about the time he was almost traded to the Red Sox, and that'll yeah. be it. Yeah. What they should do is they should honestly. Why don't they put A Rod and David Ortiz on like the player, like on that kind of broadcast? Yeah, like you talk, they definitely about, will at some point. No, if they but do, like their the goal, guests. their goal was to make it like the um the Manning broadcast, right, with Eli and Peyton. Yeah. Yeah, and so if you want to do something like that, like a great chemistry would be A Rod and Ortiz, and then they were pretty. Oh my fun. God, what? that would be great. Yeah. But they can't do well, good be things because just, they hate us. A Rod letting him run, him run his mouth the whole time. Why do they even let A Rod talk? talk? Somebody needs to shut him up. I know. He tr- he tries so hard to like to improve his image, and it just comes off as corny. Honestly, do Yankees fans even like him? I don't think they do. Well, That's they didn't what I like him know. when he was a player. Towards the end, I don't, they really. I don't understand how anybody can like him when he's I don't talking. think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else I don't like? Dan Shaughnessy. What the? F- what is he doing? Yeah, I mean, we're just we're on a roll right now with people who just are horrible people. <laughs> we should just talk about the Hall of Fame ballot voting in general. Like, so how do you fix it? What do you, what, once you get rid of the entire messed up thing? What should you? Do? I think Hall of Famers should be able. They should have a vote too. I think it should be a combination. I don't think it should be exclusively one party. I think it should be a mix Absolutely. of writers and former players and Hall of Famers. Um, and honestly, I also, some, I think, I think you should have to vote for at least for a certain number three. of three, at least three. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. And I, I think that idiot who keeps turning in blank ballots. I think there's two of them. <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledumbass. Like, they all just try to make a statement and try to be like, take a stand on nothing. Like, you're a baseball writer. Nobody cares. Listen to, me. Listen to me. This is what it is. It's because it's more popular to be strange and make people outraged on the internet. It it's gets you clicks. To make more money just making people angry. That's all it is. So, I, yeah. I, I understand why they do it, but I also believe that they that if you're using the Hall of Fame voting for your own agenda, you don't deserve to have a vote. You shouldn't have a vote. Yeah. Like, that's that's literally why they do it is think about it. Like, you're the one guy who didn't vote for Derek Jeter. That's how you get your name trending. That's how you get uh, articles written about you. That's how you get clicks because you're the one idiot who decided to stand out from everybody else and waste their their credibility <laughs> as a voter. Like, And Dan Shaughnessy, like, you know that he doesn't care what at all about he anything. He just, wants to, he just wants to get attention. No, that's what he does. It's fine. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Jeff Kent statistics right now i'm not that impressed he could be he could not be i mean it doesn't like that part doesn't bother me it really doesn't um 
I mean, I just think that, like, obviously there's bias, but how can you not vote for David Ortiz? After all he did, people love to bring up the 2003 steroid thing, but, like, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But I think the the bigger point is, like, at that time, I think just about every single player was doing something, whether it was HGH so that they could recover from injuries faster, which Dude. I think should be legal. Dude, I, Ortiz was tested over and over and over again against years and nothing else came out. He played until what year? Exactly. He, he's uh, the 2016. He received so, the most uh, PED tests of all time. No one's also, he was never, he he was never formally indicted in the way that guys like A-Rod were. That's just exactly. not the facts of what happened. And he wasn't even mentioned in those those godforsaken papers that they were talking about. His name wasn't even in there. It was just it's just smoke around. and mirrors. It's it's crazy. Seriously. Nothing was really confirmed. And it was once in 2003 when the guy had a Hall of Fame career post that year. I don't know what else. Also, you- like, I absolutely believe that Bonds and Clemens should both be in the Hall of Fame because I do too. Steroids or not, they were unbelievably talented at baseball, and there was a time that they weren't. They were completely clean, and they were still dominating the game. The I've been saying this for ML- years. Oh. Oh. I Let me just say this one thing, then you can go. I, I've been saying this for years. Is like The Hall of Fame isn't – like the Hall of Fame is baseball history. It's like a baseball museum. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are part of baseball history. And they were great players, steroids or not. So you put them in, and you put a little asterisk on their plaque that says they were accused of using PEDs or they, they tested positive baseball. using PEDs. But they were a huge part of the game, and they they saved the game. They did. That's what and that's they that's in the Hall what of they fame. MLB refuses to admit it. They refuse to admit that they were on their last legs when when that whole era happened. I believe that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and all those guys, like they're here's the thing: their bats, their hats, their jerseys, they're in the Hall of Fame. Hundred you know? percent. Like their their equipment is in the Hall of Fame. Why aren't they? It's exactly. just. And it goes back, it all goes back to the stupid reason why Pete Rose is not in the game. He never threw games. I understand why you don't, why like Joe Jackson isn't in, because he threw a game on purpose. But Pete Rose never did. And he's the all-time hits leader. You just make yourself look stupid again and again and again. Especially as the league starts to incorporate gambling and support it more too. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) The, um, so I've always been been really adamant about not being a big fan of those guys anyway. But the thing that really is kind of like important to me for me to think about is that the MLB purposely turned a blind eye to all of that when they needed it. And the fact of the matter is that you're a player operating in the culture of the MLB or the standards of the MLB. You're following the rules that are enforced or not enforced. And it's not really their fault for just doing what the MLB almost guided them to kind of within that system. They needed them. They needed them to cheat. They turned a MLB blind eye. MLB absolutely let them do it. And by turning a blind eye, you're almost encouraging it, aren't you? They I, were. No, they, 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 they pretended that it was encouraging it. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. Put them so, in all the fames. I, I they, think they, Barry they Bonds is the greatest the exact ever. Same thing. They, they tried to do the exact same thing with the sticky stuff situation again this year, but people called them out on it. That when people called them out, they couldn't hide it anymore. Well, here's the, the thing: when players use steroids, what's the difference yeah. between that and juicing the balls? Nothing. It it's just the league office juice the balls, which is no fun. I'd rather see the players 
as long as the you know like i don't think steroids are that big of a deal as long as you're not putting your actual health in jeopardy no no i don't want people to cheat i don't want you to be actively encouraged to cheat. yes but is it cheating think- it's legal I wouldn't well, encourage steroids. Yeah, neither would I. I w- well, let my my opinion is like HGH that it falls under the steroid umbrella, but it's not that doesn't give you an edge. That gives you That's an fair. increased time of recovery, like or decreased recovery time from injury. I don't think that's a problem. Also, look at the dudes who use it. Look at the dudes who test positive for PEDs like nowadays. Like, didn't Hector Santiago, like? Use PDs. Like, I don't think they're really helping him that much. <laughs> no. Brian Brazier. Yeah. Michael Chavis. Oh, like yeah. Double A. I think it helped him, though. Yeah, no. maybe. No, he still Whatever. can't hit a fastball. Steroids <laughs> Steroids don't improve your hand eye coordination. Can't fix that. <laughs> can't fix that. That's why Barry Lamar Bonds is the greatest player of all time. After uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Um, yes. Of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Put, put him in the hall of fame, Clemens, Ortiz, everybody. Get him also, in. Kurt Schilling should be in the hall of fame too, but that just get, they just don't vote for him for political reasons. And because you, he, he, um, straight up called the voters idiots, which I respect. The voters are idiots. They are idiots. <laughs> like he's going to get voted in by the veterans committee, which is actually a great thing. The veterans committee is smart because it's made up of players in the hall of fame. And I don't get why it's two separate things. Veterans Committee has had some really weak picks. They they put in players that don't deserve it for sure. Up some no, but like it's been really bad at multiple points in history. I 100% agree, but the, the the fact of the matter is the Veterans Committee and the Baseball Writers Association should be one unit voting for the Hall of Fame. Yes. Well said. I look forward to David Ortiz being inducted this year. Yeah, it and will we'll, happen. Um, we'll and see. then we'll get him on the podcast right after that to talk about it. Of course. Yes, yes, we will. Um, another another thing that's kind of been in Red Sox news while we've been absent. Um, the dude from Japan, Suzuki. Yes, Seiya Suzuki. Seiya Suzuki. Um, he followed the Red Sox on Instagram and then unfollowed them. Um. So that happened. But then there was a tweet that came out a few days ago. Um, apparently, Koji had a talk with him. And um, what did it say? He basically like asked him when he was going to come to the Sox. It was, a, it was a tongue. I th- From what – when I read it, I thought it was like Koji asking a tongue-in-cheek question. Like, so uh, when are you going to Boston? It's one of those questions that you'd ask a guy that you know is going to Boston. So, yeah, and he was like, <clears throat> he was like nothing to announce yet, or something like that. Exactly. He's he's trying to he's trying to get him to slip up and reveal that he's signing there while the while while he can't announce that he's signing there. So if yeah, it here happens, it is. Koji asked him, "You're going to Boston, right?" And Seiya said, "Uh, I can't quite disclose that yet." So he's coming to Boston. Let's he's be real. He's going to Boston. I I mean like. Why would Koji ask that question if he didn't think, you know? Like, Sounds like Koji he's knows. Boston to me. He knows. I mean, yeah. in world-renowned position, baseball position writer. Guy play? He'd slide in at second base, right? What? He's a center what position. What? He's center field. Sure about that? Hold on. 
I could have sworn it was second base. Yeah. No, he's a shortstop. He's a third baseman, shortstop, and right fielder, it says on his baseball reference. So it seems like he just plays everywhere. Cool. I'll take Um, utility. Red Sox could use him as an outfielder, but Suzuki comes with risk. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Um, Yeah, so welcome to Boston, Seiya Suzuki. (laughs) Um, Do we want to get to our questions? Yes. Our vast supply of questions. Do we have a vast supply? Yes. Mm hmm. <laughs> First question um, is by Michael Griega. Mm-hmm. It says, Can you name one good thing about Manfred at this point? I think we kind of. Um, no. He's easy to make fun of. Oh, damn, Joe. True. He makes our job really easy. <laughs> That's fair. That you reminded me of that time where he came out into the speech and he sounded hammered. That's really funny. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever. I was the whole dying. I mean, of him either being hammered or sounding that hammered and not being hammered or just both goofy as hell. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Like Roger Goodell comes out to booze all the time. He handles it pretty well, I feel like. Okay, he with laughs it off. About it. Yeah, he doesn't get rattled by it like Manfred does. So there's that. What are they even booing Goodell about at this point? I don't know. General things. Like, there is bad stuff, but the outrage isn't that bad in the general public for him to get booed as much on every single At this point, it's just funny, though. It's it's just Pats fans. (laughs) Yeah. All right. um, Oh, here we go. Um, Joshua Machiknik says, what are our chances against Buffalo on Saturday night? I like that question. Our chances, not Garrett's chances, because Garrett's not a Pats fan. The Cowboys play the 49ers at 4 30 on Sunday. Yeah, nobody cares. Um, I think our chances are <laughs> are at all. <laughs> Just watch the Eagles beat watch the Eagles beat the Bucks. Yeah, I'd love to see that, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll beat the Packers. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd take that. If you do that, I'd actually be so happy. Well, then we'll beat you. No, it's not happening. Did you see what happened last time I played? With our practice, but anyway, sorry. See what happened the last time the actual starters played? Anyway. Answer Anyways, let's get to the question. Um, <laughs> so it's it's supposed to be like, isn't it supposed to be like three degrees or something crazy? Three degrees. Yeah, and so I mean, that I mean, I feel like the Patriots usually find ways to win in the weird conditions. Like last time they played Buffalo and weird. Bro, they conditions put up fourteen points. They put up fourteen windy. points. That ain't gonna do it. That ain't gonna do it at all. Fourteen points ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna be with you guys. Fourteen points ain't gonna do it. Okay. I'd be scared if I were you. I I have a couple of keys to the game. I think, well, I believe that Buffalo is not a very well coached team and they are prone to playing up and down to opponents. Um, So, yeah, but I mean, if if Josh Allen's hot, you got no shot. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing with Josh Allen is, I actually saw his numbers when um, his cold weather numbers and they're not impressive. Um, He's, when the when the kickoff temperature is 31 degrees or colder below kickoff, his completion percentage is 50%. He averages 176 yards a game, six total touchdowns to seven interceptions. See, most quarterbacks are like that, though, bro. Look at exactly look at Mac Jones. I know, I know, but Buffalo does not have a good run game. Do the Patriots? Yes. Yes. Without yes. is Damian Harris still here? No, he's, no, he's good. So I, I mean, th- Damien. I think I the think Pats key to the game. Their run game was only dead. 14 points worthy last time they played Buffalo. Is all I'm saying. It doesn't matter. One they game. Manage the game. 
Yeah, well, obviously, you're going to have to throw more passes this time around. There's no doubt about that. But the key, the key to the game is I think the Pats will win if they, if they play with a lead because when the Pats score first this year, they're eight and one. So, and that means that they're like two and six when they don't. It's, That's the key to the game. You got to score first, you play with a lead, and you keep Buffalo on the ropes. Exactly. It's not going to be a high-scoring game with this weather. So our defense has to show up. Our running game has to be strong. We have to score early, like Joey said. And, um, again, take advantage of the Bills not being well-coached. Take advantage of the weather and try to rattle Josh Allen, get in their heads, and um, just kind of – like we're not going to blow them out of the water, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be a blow. It's going to be a close game, and we're just going to have to um, manage the game well and do what we're supposed to do. Win the and, turnover battle, and don't don't commit these stupid penalties. And yeah. the big thing is, um, the last time you played Buffalo, you know you were. It was a very competitive game. They were in it until the very end. The defense could just never get off the field on third and fourth down. The Bills went for it. They were so aggressive on third down and fourth down, and they got it, they got it every time. And they were attacking your weakest link at corner. And Isaiah McKenzie had the game of his life. So if the defense, if the defense is disciplined and they don't, I don't know. They you just got to limit mistakes on defense. You real they just have to be sharp, which they haven't been. And it's all of them. J.C. Jackson sometimes his head is in the clouds. And he dropped the pick six against Buffalo, which would have put the Pats yes. in, the in the fourth quarter. So you can't be doing that. If the defense is sharp and they don't, you know, you, you don't mess up the easy plays, you can win that football game. I agree. Um, from that, ah, Jesus. Addy underscore bird says, who do you think will be a big breakout player in the Sox this year? Um, it's kind of hard to say because we don't really know what's good, who's going to be on the roster outside of like the guys that were already here. Yeah, that's um, a tough question. I mean, I, I, given that there's nobody on the team right now, I mean, yeah, given that baseball doesn't exist, I don't know. What about? Mm, I'm gonna go with Harukazu Saramora. I don't know. If he My is dog. Eligible, but My I think dog. he might have an insane season. If he I don't know. Walks, he's going to be a great pitcher. Exactly. Um, I mean, there's a chance if Duran plays that he could break out, but I don't know. I don't think he'll get too oh, much I, I have time. Oh, I Cutter okay. Crawford. No. Remember, remember when he pitched the game for us? Mm-hmm. There's some sneaky good guys coming up in our like pitching Absolutely. Um, prospects. Brian Bello, oh, he's I think nasty. is going to be insane. Yeah, um, and then another one too. Who? Oh, Connor Seabold, of course. Connor Seabold, Josh Winkowski. Yeah, I I like where our pitching is heading. Hey, Jay Groom still exists. Eh. Will we ever see him? Probably not. He is ooh, a real person though, because I ooh, did see him in South Carolina. I, I have a name. What about Dalton Furbush? He's a bust at this point. Yeah, he really is. He was supposed to be our closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Unless you guys got picks that you want to talk about. 
toss in there. I think Garrett Whitlock be a breakout starter. No, keep him in the pen, please. I I think he should be in the pen. He should be, he should be that like Josh Hader guy who can go like two innings. Don't mess Mm -hmm. you down. Don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, no one's helping that. Um, your thoughts on Marcelo Meyer? Will he be a star for us at shortstop? Good, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if he'll play a game for us. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think he could be a trade chip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I whatever. He's too <laughs> high of a prospect to start, right? He's got to be I, someone who gets traded. After Henry Owens, I don't trust anyone. What, do they do with, what happens with Bogarts? Isn't that the whole thing? Third base. I'm starting to feel I, – I don't feel great about Bogarts and the future. There, there's, just, there's just a weird feeling I have. Like in it, terms of – Because he, he, he's a Boris guy. He has an opt-out next year. I just don't know, especially if, if the Red But he Sox took somehow, less money to stay. I know. But, you know, he's a Boris guy. He's going to want money this time around. With, with all the money that these shortstops are getting – He's a Boras guy? Yeah. I thought his brother was his agent. Not anymore. Oh. So that's why that's why I'm a little queasy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yep. I don't know. It, it, like, especially if you sign a guy, if you if you somehow sign like Correa or Story and you force Bogarts to move positions, even though he said he was open to it, he can't really say that he's not. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. I want him here forever, that's for sure. Sam. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can handle not having... That would be a... T- Actually, wait, we forgot to talk about something. Something that should be number one on the list of priorities for the Boston Red Sox. Extend Raphael Devers. That hasn't been done yet. They thought we forgot. Yeah, we got to do that. Give, um, give, give him a blank check. Kind of related. I have a feeling that after the lockout's over, there's just going to be a flood of like transactions that were like secretly discussed. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think, I think that's absolutely happening. I think teams are secretly doing We things. could literally have a whole new team. <laughs> Imagine like, sure. like they're going to come out like, yeah, we extended Devers like 10 years. We signed Kyle Schwarber. We got um, we Trevor traded Story the entire too. Why team. not? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, every single player that was on our team just isn't anymore. <laughs> we we've traded them to the upstart um, Mexico Chalupas. <laughs> we actually relocated <laughs> our team to Montreal. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not in Boston anymore. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> some big changes after this. Honestly, like actually crazy. It's gonna be yeah. wild. It's it's like when your phone dies and you get all the notifications <laughs> all at once and they just go. Trrrm. Yes. It's like yeah. the second they come to agreement, like the the transaction wire is just going to be miles. You guys long. Like on like OG Instagram, when you would like hit ads about bots that'll come and like your photos and it just like starts spamming. Oh your- yeah, yeah. You guys remember what I'm talking about? I do. I've seen like so many videos of that. Just yeah, it would be like that basically. Be- exactly. Anyway, our, our last question of our cornucopia of questions um, is Schwarber or Nick Castellanos? Castellanos. Castellanos. Um, I know, I know actually 
Well, you're getting. I'd, yeah, I'd rather have Schwarber because I think he adds the walk element that Castellanos doesn't. I don't think we're getting Castellanos. I don't think there's a chance. How old is he? Late 20s. We could be like the Tigers from like seven years ago and have JD and Castellanos. He's 29. That's all. Cornucopia Eaton, I guess. So we don't know right now if baseball games are going to happen, but if they do, you're going to want tickets to the games. So SeatGeek is the place for you. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. That's... um... Do you remember? (laughs) Spell it out. Sound E U G O U T. There we Dug go. Out? Dug out. There's no way that's there's no way that's right. Is that even the name of the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Our new uh, name is Red Sox Podcast. <laughs> we're actually um, a bowling podcast to talk about Mookie Betts. Um, and his bowling career, that is a great transition into the recent news that Mookie Betts bowled a perfect game. He got 12 strikes in a row. How do we feel about that? Should we care? Nope. It's very impressive. <laughs> Coming from an amateur bowler myself. I could do it. Yeah. I I could do it um, with the guardrails on Candleton bowling. I could do it on Wii Sports for sure. Yeah? Oh, yeah. No way. I got five in a row once. What's like seven a, more? Yeah. Wait, six? Wait. Tw- no, I got that right. <laughs> Aren't you in college? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, seven. Any other yeah. thoughts on anything? It is way too cold out, I'll tell you that. I know Alex doesn't have that problem down in Florida, but it's what, like <sighs> four degrees right now? Three. Not- Three degrees where I am. It's 70 here. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks, man. You're, you're welcome. I know you guys appreciate it. So. Best. Alex, tell us more about the weather down there. Uh, it's and that's like our show for this ra- week. Thank you for tuning yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness, seriousness, though, thank you for tuning in. We are back. Uh, hopefully, baseball will be back soon, and we'll have more things to talk about. Um but uh, it was good to get back on the mics and talk about the socks, you know. Uh, Rob Manfred, I hate you with a burning passion. Figure this out or... You're going to have a very angry Jason on your doorstep soon. Mm-hmm. I Yes. I will find you. Yeah, if you All saw... Right. <laughs> what would you say to me? If I saw Rob Manfred? What the frick? I'd be like, yo. <laughs> yo, Bob. <laughs> what are we doing here